This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Yo, what's up, Hafta listeners? This is Abhinandan Sekri getting you the Hafta from a chilly Delhi with a wonderful panel, uh, a relatively warm room. Let me first introduce the panel to you. We have Manisha Pandey, the Hello. host of a hit series Nuisance, which is doing so well. <laughs> Thank you, Manisha. Hi. Our managing editor, Raman Kripal, who has overseen some wonderful stories over the election. Sir, I haven't seen you in a while, but hi. Hi. Our editor-in-chief, Madhu Trehan, the Hello. pioneering journalist of India. That's for the Punjabis. Did you say pioneering? And for the non-Punjabis, And for the loins. <laughs> Loyan. Please, the loins could in wrong spelling pronounce kar diya, then you blame the Punjabis. I'm Punjabi. <laughs> Pandeji, you are in the Pahadi. Anyway. And we have... A special guest, a subscriber, a long-time supporter of News Laundry from Bombay. Uh, she spends the time between Bombay and Boston. Anushka Shah. Hello, Hello. Anushka. Hello. Hi. So, Anushka works as a researcher at the Center for Civic Media at the MIT Media Lab. That's MIT Massachusetts. Matlab intelligent hai She works on two projects related to media framing and civic participation. One is called Media Cloud. It's a news analysis platform through which she looks at how the news in India presents various social issues. Well, we shall ask her about that. The second is called Civic Entertainment. It explores how films, television and digital media can improve civic participation through shows like Constitution, I'm guessing? Yes, that's definitely one good example. And Nuisance, is that just like Tamasha or is it doing any <laughs> civic duty? Doing a civic duty or watching news for people? Anushka has that kind of tried to pull you out of the hole but I don't know. <laughs> She's also founded a production firm in Mumbai called Civic Studio that produces... Civic entertainment, which is, I guess, educational in nature. And in the past, she has worked with various non-profits and also the Aam Admi Party. Really, Anushka. We have one more connection here. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, no. Oh, God. There's <laughs> not two of us. <laughs> now there's this collective groan. You see, Raman sir, non-committal, will say nothing. Um, okay, all that happened in the past week, I would like to start off firmly with this one issue which is a journalist by the name of Kishore Chandra Wanghemcha in Manipur has been put in jail for 12 months under the National Securities Act for criticizing the state and central governments. He called, um, who a puppet of... Um, <laughs> he called BJP Buddhu Joker Party. <laughs> Buddhu Joker Party. I think it's shocking. I also kind of said things about this. I think this that's year. really cool. I mean, I don't want to sound like the loony... He gets one year. Right on, on Twitter... Uh, but uh, they are always accusing everybody of not standing up for someone who is not yeah. from there. I haven't seen anyone stand up for this guy yeah, yeah, yeah. other than the... If you look at it, Ayarwal was actually lucky that he got out after like two months. Yeah, for this guy is going days. for a year. But he's appealed in the high court yeah. and he could be let out. Let's Hopefully. see what the high court says. But yeah, this is happening in India. Uh, and there'll be the waterbouters and the people with limited IQ and intelligence saying that... This has always been happening, so let's not panic. To them, I say, when you plant an acorn, an oak grows. Plant one in your head and hope a brain grows. Gosh, he's really on an arrogant mode today. Anna, I'm on like, I'm on Bo dick zyada, mode. Zyada arrogance ho I'm the horrible, obnoxious prick in the house, yo. Then there was the uh, conviction of Sajjan Kumar, long overdue. He has been sent to prison for life. Uh, at the same time, in the same week, there is some confusion about what is life. I thought that was settled. I'm wondering if anybody here has an answer to that. Uh, but I'll just come to that. Um, Sajjan Kumar, a former Congress member of Parliament, who wasn't given a ticket in the last election, but his brother or sister or 
someone in law was given hai na sir yes they lag out a slimy one hum yeah, isko to nahi de rahe lekin iske kisi bhai bhatije ko de diya tha so and in the same week kamal nath was sworn in as a chief minister which led to certain eye rolls shouting hmm. objections uh, because kamal nath has also been named by a few witnesses yeah although um I, is, is he is there a case pending no, on kamal nath there's no there case against no case. him right then there was supreme court um, ruling against a cbi probe into the rafael deal it said it satisfied the process that followed i mean people tried to stretch it through but it got nowhere maybe we can discuss some of that stalin proposes rahul as prime minister for 2019 uh, not any nods from either mamta di or mayawati mm-hmm. we can discuss that a little bit and there were a bunch of swearing in other than kamalnath in chatisgarh bhupesh baghel was sworn in ashok gelot was sworn in rajasthan and sachin pilot as a deputy and ksr was sworn in telangana also something i'd like to get the panel's view on is the photograph of manohar parikar with the tubes coming out madhu you have some experience of medical science because you're married to a doctor i'm none india mein to aise hota hai now let me start with you madhu hmm. you um of course were, were you in delhi when uh, 84 happened no i was in new york oh you were in new york but and there were no tv channels other than doordarshan so there's very little video coverage of that period if 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 news track had been existing or if if it was like what it is today mm. there would have been an outrage right then but a lot of it was just rumor and right. what people i was watching uh, cannot place burn on cnn in new york and i my father's office is also in cannot place and i was watching marina hotel burn and it's right the next block from my father so i called him up and he said nahi nahi yaar sab kuch theek he was at home he said nahi nahi yaar sab kuch theek hai kuch nahi ho raha the television he was had showing. no idea mm-hmm. and we and i said no cannot place is burning so um and that- also when indira gandhi died it wasn't like everyone got to know like we get to know today when somebody mm. passes away it it was all rumor word of mouth yeah it but was just and i said today also i mean bal thakre ke kitne atkale hain i mean no, but still, did he die 40 hours before they announced it no, was that's different that they hold it back Jalalita, themselves exactly. but there's always now the reporters our media is powerful enough to report things as it happens and uh, in those days of course nothing, there was only doordarshan no so there, there was, was no, no chance in fact suman dubey told me that he would draw he was editor of india today at that time he drove past all india institute and he saw a big crowd there and a crack editor reporter that he was didn't stop to wonder ki kya ho raha Hmm. and it was but i just want to ask you one thing like i was reading on uh, twitter a few journalists saying that back then apart from the indian express none of the newspapers really reported on the riots in the way they should have no, they and didn't. no one implicated congress no, no they didn't i wasn't here so i don't know but it certainly congress was not implicated at that time it was not done raman sir you you were in the report to read today in today's paper i would recommend reading uh, ritu sarin's a uh, report in indian express called the black smoke billowed uh it's worth reading my regret is that indian express has a word limit this required a much longer piece which obviously she did know a lot more than what she was able to put in this mm. but it's a short piece but it's really moving and another film to recommend on this is by shonali bose called amu Mm. Raman sir, you were a, you were a journalist then, or you no, were still no, a kid? No, I was a postgraduate student. Okay, and you were and in Delhi. And uh, I had, huh, yes, I was in Delhi, and mm. we had uh, got a DDA flat in East Delhi, Dilshad Garden. So that is the year when we shifted to Dilshad Garden. Mm. 
and we saw all this in because East Delhi was the most affected area. And mm. was there coverage in the newspapers? Keep I don't. I can't recall, but I I have seen uh, half burnt bodies mm. uh, in East Delhi. Uh, people had come to our area also, and uh, they were uh, you know just uh, picking up the sick families. We had hidden some of them. And uh, it was very, very bad. The politicians, local politicians were over there. And I, after I became journalist, because it really affected me a lot, so I reported quite a lot. And one thing I wanted to add was that there's a sick family living next to my parents' house. And um, they stayed in my parents' house, in the living room, living on mattresses for 10 days after that. And when we moved to India, which was in 1988, we moved in and as we were moving in, there was a sick family who are our direct neighbors. And the man came across and he said, we're glad you're moving in this and that. And then he brought up the subject, agar kuch danga ya kuch hoye, to hum aapke ghar mein aasakenge na. They had kind of so figured I said, this is going to happen. No, then I told him the story that yes, my father did give refuge and so there's no problem there. On the other hand, somebody uh, called uh, a friend who was a neighbor of a sick family and they said, please, can you give them refuge? And the neighbor refused. They said they were celebrating by passing around Mithai and we saw it. Which a lot of people when, did. But and, yeah. and so we're not going to give them any refuge. No, no, it went on for three days hmm. and uh, fourth day there was a army, you know, they they marched in. Flag march was Flag march was These army people were also telling us that we had given you three days. Three days gave you so hmm. Which is similar to the Gujarat story. So what story. I'm trying to say that the police, the army, everybody knew about it. Everybody let it happen. And at that time, the loyalists of the Gandhi family were HKL Bhagat, yeah. uh, this guy Sajjan Kumar, In fact, Titler, I, Dharamdas Shastri. So these were the people who were in. I've, I've done one of the last few interviews of HKL Bhagat actually was done by me. Um... But I'll just come to that later. Manisha, why don't you start off on... Does anyone have anything to say on the farm loan waiver? I mean, we've had discussions on that the last two days. I think it's a wonderful competition. What is? Farmers are benefiting. Sub, they're competing to mafkaro loans, mafkaro loans. Fine. But I don't think, of course, is not the solution. Because the problem is not just the loans. The problem is the, long term. the root cause of the loans. And that is because of the middleman, the money pricing, all that. That has not been resolved. Yeah. Unless they resolve that, the loans mean nothing in the mm. long term for farmers. So it doesn't resolve the problem at all. It's okay as a short term thing. And how they're going to... Pay for it through the exchequer is a bit of a problem. I, I think this is a debate but where both parties, after a point, cannot punch each other because I think between Maharashtra and uh, which is the other BJP rule state, UP. UP, UP. also it, The total comes to 70, 80,000 crores. No, no, 70 alone in Maharashtra. Maharashtra. So between the two, it comes to 1,40,000 uh -huh. and same between Madhya Pradesh and what they're promising in Gujarat comes and to around the same. Uh, Rajasthan, it comes to the same. So, but uh, I think... This is something that I've not been able to understand. I think Vivek called out a piece for us yeah, on this. Yeah, two pieces, of it, two very detailed pieces on I read um, the anar jo hai, that guys not being able to sell anar, piyaz at 2 rupees a kilo, alu at 1 rupee a kilo, tomato at 4 rupees a kilo, by then comes to us as 20, 30, 40. Yeah. So it's just warehousing, is that the only problem? Because they have it's to It's the middleman, they've been saying that. They've been saying that repeatedly. That it's the middlemen that they Mandi make the money, then the shopkeepers, and the farmer gets next to nothing. It's because the farmer has to sell his produce, right? But if yeah, they but had, they have to have a fixed price. But if they had warehousing, the no, the and the warehousing is a big problem. Because then he says, okay, I won't sell because yeah. 
if they because if he has to sell it otherwise it'll rot if he has a warehouse there then he's okay fine I'll just put it in the warehouse I won't sell I mean I'll rent but there's one thing that I think we should factor in on this in terms of why do we need short term solutions is because the the rural distress is really it's really insane when you read stories from the protest marches that have happened or generally also I was reading a piece in the Mint where this guy who's done his MA in commerce he couldn't get a job so he's come back to his uh, farmland and he's working on the farm and they have a 6 lakh debt and they are still they have a younger son to educate so they're spending around 12,000 per month every family even 2 hours away from Delhi you go to Sonipat this is a story in every family that you don't no one wants to work on the farms because there's just no more money and everyone has a debt and which is why then you have something like a Jat, uh, you know, reservation protest mm. because no one wants to be a farmer anymore. Everyone wants government jobs. And when you have something like a demonetization, uh, you know, happen and you have agricultural ministry in November, they were coming out with a report that was com- saying that how badly it had hit small farmers. They reversed that report. They didn't let it come out. But when you have something like that, that really, you know, pushed the farmer I think it's also the government's job to then help out a little bit, I even totally in the short it's term. It's not just an economic decision. She's yeah. touched on three, four very important points, you know, including the demonetization, it's as really well as the report which they held back. So these are issues which actually somebody should and do And farmers an will have to pay rent for the warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> the warehouse is not at their disposal. Sure. So they are forced to sell But they should give produce. loans so they can build their warehouses. Mm. That would be yeah. at no, least I mean, there can be huge government warehouses and you can just, you know, rent out your space. It's, it can be like a... But the point is that that warehouse should exist. And even if they have to pay rent, they can still... They have some negotiation capacity. If I know by tomorrow, sitting out in the open, my produce is going to rot... Then I'm much weaker than if I say, "Take fuck off." I'll put it in the warehouse. You know, there is some this thing. No, I think I think if you, I I had, I did one story very long time ago for the Indian Express, when the tomato hit hundred rupees. Uh, mm-hmm. So I went to Junjunwala, where we used to have the local production. It used to come to Ayatpur market. So I went to a farmer's house. I stayed at his house. Uh, and I chased followed the, the produce. How does it so go? So change middleman is the uh, actual problem. So how from five or ten rupees? How it from ten it became hundred rupees? So is it possible that news laundry also kind of sets up one vertical where we do this middleman thing? Then people don't have to yes. subscribe to us. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a plan. But then you will lose out, na? You will be the farmer earning two rupees for your news. The middleman will take away everything. But as an entity, news laundry will be sustainable <laughs> then. No, no agriculture is not sustainable. No, I'm the middleman. Dude, you want to be the middleman? Okay, okay, okay. Ha, <laughs> huh, you can be the middleman. <laughs> I, uh, I, have, I have a point about the farm loans thing, which I always find interesting how agriculture and farming coverage is so dominated by the farm loans thing. And I think one part of it is for sure the distress is so high that it needs a... I mean, farm loans are not a solution, but they're an immediate balm that provides some relief. But I think that we also suffer from not talking about the rest of the thing, like middleman or warehousing mm. or rural unemployment or a lack of agricultural productivity. Even if you see news coverage, and sorry to put another statistical plug from Media Cloud, but 
in the last since in the last one year since the start of 2018 25% of all coverage on farming and agriculture has been farm loans but mentions of rural unemployment agricultural productivity wow, all has been less than 0.2% 0.2% less than that which means that we're not even addressing these root causes in and the they are conversations there are conversations yeah. and it's also understandable that they're not sexy topics to an english urban audience i get that and it's maybe it's unrealistic to expect but when we get this heightened coverage right when there's a moment where everyone's paying attention during the protests during the marches during elections when farm loans are a political issue that's the time i think the news can take a little bit of advantage and say let's push a little bit when we have attention to talk more about what the root causes are so i think that's what makes news a little bit empowering trying to combine those two so i'll just move forward with uh, well there's this one mail from a subscriber he said he doesn't want it to be read out but i will share it with madhu and manisha because it is addressed to me but also mentions them and uh, i mean the limited point you made of we should kind of make um, clear our positions i'm not sure what you mean because that's what we do in the course of hafta so anyway but yeah i'll i'll let them them read it he means it. political positions yeah Maybe but we make it but, more clear but i don't think either of you have a committed political position i do not have a position. committed political con- and position. i mean i will tell you who i will vote for i mean i have to tell you but i i'm I an avowed a- apolitical person i've been i'm too old to support any political party i've seen them come and go my job I, is the same but but those of you who want to subscribe to news laundry there's a good time <laughs> to completely irrelevant segue to just plug it subscribe to news laundry pay to keep news free because political parties come and go winter becomes spring and summer and autumn but a subscription is forever it's not actually you have to renew it every month <laughs> slime walls <laughs> oh god but do subscribe because that's the only way independent news will survive and my recommendation has to do with this as well uh now if i could just go into the supreme court ruling uh, would someone want to just bring us up to speed on that on which uh, ruling basically supreme court said that the they are not going to order a probe into the rafael um, case the the purchase of those aircrafts because it said it is not for the court to decide how many aircraft should be purchased and they can't go on a fishing trip and say ki bhai let's see if there's anything wrong i think the media misinterpreted the court's judgment hmm. they basically said that um, bjp has been given a clean chit hmm. which i don't think the court said hmm. it simply said that this is not our job right it doesn't mean that they got a clean chit they're not an investigating body yeah hmm. they're not an investigative body so i think that should be respected no. they're not so i think it should be taken as that an we investigation sh- first an investigation should take place and then bring it to court hmm. so you can't bring it to court just raising the question so i think the petitioner did not do the job enough that you can't just make an accusation without documentation without some questions being raised all that should have been done when they brought it to court what do you think raman no the supreme court was trying to find out if there is a prima facie uh, reason for ordering a probe into this uh, rafael and uh, supreme court found that there was i mean the petitioners had not given enough uh, you know evidence yeah uh, material evidence to uh, to order a probe but you know the kind of thing that supreme court has said i mean they have picked up two three points uh one is like they they do not see anything wrong uh, you know in the appointment of uh this uh, ambani reliance harlands yeah. reliance yeah. you know as the i mean the partner uh, in yeah. this reference hmm. so so now this is not i mean 
I think this is a reliance which was never into the weaponry yeah. system or they were never into these kind aviation, of right. aviation hmm. and they get such a huge uh, 30,000 30, crore I think yeah. uh, of project and I, I personally feel that this was a good reason enough to uh, for, the, for a problem. You know I think it's a, it's a difficult one to call. Sorry ladies would you like to come in first? I one of the things that I I'm not 100% clear on is that the center sent the uh, supreme court today some today or yesterday a correction mm-hmm. about there was some, a famous typo right there was something <laughs> that they called an error or a typo of some sort where they had said that the PAC had had a look at the CAG report hmm. but actually that was not the case and the yeah. supreme court's judgment was based on that well not based but yeah that Or was a but, part of it rather. but i do think in this uh, i'm i'm no fan of the government as those of you who listens to this what us who know what they said was that this is the process that is followed that a CAG prepares a report the report is submitted to the PAC which is a public accounts committee i guess and when they said the report is submitted it is if i'm explaining you a process I'm saying the process is that you know Karthik sets up then a message is sent mm. to us that please come the hafta is ready then the recording is done that doesn't mean it has been done that is a process that is to be followed so I think one could say that it's mischievous but even if someone were to just explain the process I think they would use this language only they would not use any other language हाँ बट आई थिंक देर वॉज एन एजम्पन बाई द कोर्ट दैट इट हैीम कोर्ट तो the wording of at least this bit that's been made public doesn't seem that it was misleading what is in the public is supreme court's interpretation but what was given to supreme court by the government was in a sealed cover no, so we don't has, know like what it has two things one is the cag report was in public domain hmm. which it is not which there's is no not. cag report right. okay and the oh, second so and the lie. second is second is that the paac had seen that report I okay see. so there are two elements so how can there be a typo right and that so there is some and, and again this is the problem of the sealed cover you know like such a mistake if it was out in the media on that yes. day if this was submitted yes. people would have picked it up and reported yes. and said look this is what the government is hmm. saying and this is clearly not what's happening but because it was a sealed cover it's anushka you say no i say that's fundamental to what they've said right or the, the court's judgment or their output on this if they if it's not that the pac has not seen the cag that's a big missing element there sure um, if tomorrow uh, the government appoints me as a supreme court judge so will it be a favor or will, will it not be i'm not a lawyer i've not done anything uh, yeah but i i do think although one of the things about this is that the part that ambani is going to be supplying it's not an aviation part it is a part like a, i don't know if it is a ball bearing but for example it could be a ball bearing that could be used in a cycle it could be used in a screw it could be used like if i'm making nuts and bolts the nuts and bolts is not really an aviation part i don't need aviation expertise to make nuts and bolts so what that part is is also important all of you listening in uh, the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers are served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.